There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bring, bring it fast. Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are here today with an Arsenal Club update featuring Dan, who, of course, you can find on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits. There's all that Liverpool stuff happening, Dan, but we'll, we'll let people slide over to the Anfield Index for all of that, where they'll know far more than us. But I figured we should talk about Arsenal since they've had an interesting uh, return to Premier League football since Project Restart took action. I guess let's start with the overall general start. It's been a slow one. You did get the win today, which we'll touch on later. But were you surprised by how slow you came out of the blocks? Um, Well, I certainly can't say I was surprised by the result against City. Um, That was never going to go well. They're just a much better team than us. We are terrible away from home against everyone, much less, you know, the second best team in the league and second best by a large margin. Um, so I can't say I was surprised there. Uh, I'm not even sure I was all that surprised we struggled against Brighton, to be honest. We've been pretty poor away from home for, well, really, if you go back, it's probably been about three years. So that's not ideal. But yeah, I'd say I can't say, I can't say starting away from home is surprising. Obviously, you would like to at least draw against Brighton, which we didn't do. But I don't know. I was not, it was not out of the realms of possibility going in. I think in my match preview, I predicted a draw. So like, you know, it turning into a last minute loss isn't shocking um, as much as it is, as it is disappointing. And then well, we got the win against Southampton today, but honestly, it wasn't a particularly inspiring performance. So, uh, you know, we take wins. I'm totally happy we won, though I would like to play better. Um, I don't, so I can't say I'm surprised we've struggled. I, I don't think we're a particularly good team right now. Um, and we're playing away from home, which, as I've said, we've struggled with for ages. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I do think a lot of people uh, were kind of hoping Arsenal would, would play better the rest of the season, much like, uh, well, I probably shouldn't bring up Tottenham during an Arsenal update for Arsenal fans. Um, but I think both groups were probably uh, surprised that both their clubs were so far down the table to start this restart, and for neither of them to have made significant progress upwards. Uh I think it's surprising, but as you say, with with the matches that were on offer, maybe not a tremendous shock. Something that was a bit shocking, though, was David Luiz's performance in that first match back against Manchester City. Um, not only has just an absurd uh, conceded goal, but also ends up getting the penalty red card double dip, which I didn't even think was meant to be a thing anymore. So pretty impressive in that regard as well, uh, all in a pretty brief span. What did you make of David Luiz's performance in that match? Were you surprised by that either? I prefer to think of David Luiz as a performance artist as opposed to a defender. Um, <laughs> honestly, Luiz has had a really weird season um, because he has had a whole lot of high-profile mistakes, and he still might be our best defender. Um, he's not, not good. He's definitely not good, but no, none of our defenders are good. Um, 
he has been like, I don't know, he's been fine this season. If he is our best defender, he's like, you know, a below average player. We just, who just happens to be in a terrible bunch. Um, but uh, that is honestly possibly the worst defense performance I've ever seen. So, you know, props to him for being unique, if nothing else. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Him struggling in a high profile game, it pretty much goes this season, but him, I don't know. You can never expect anyone to be that bad. So, yeah, I, I was surprised it was that bad. Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's, it's surprising anybody could ever be uh, that bad. It's impressive. As I said, it's performance art. Yeah, yeah, back-to-back. Back, uh, pretty impressive for oh, him, for sure. Subs, I think he only played like 35 minutes, and he had a mistake for a goal and a penalty red card, which, as you said, I I don't think that's supposed to be a thing. And I guess the I guess the ref would say he wasn't making a play on the ball. That's mm. how it can be a thing. Although yeah. not, uh, I guess... Because it wasn't whatever. violent conduct. No, it definitely wasn't. The, is silly is silly conduct? Is that is that right silly conduct? Is David Louise, my friend? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that certainly seems to be the case. Um, we can talk about uh, the injuries that led to him coming on. Obviously, Arsenal have had a ton of them since coming on. But I want to, while we're on David Louise, move to the fact that then. In their infinite wisdom, Arsenal decided the right choice optically was to, within a week of that terrible performance, offer him a new one-year extension. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know. And as I said, I don't even think David Luiz is close to our worst defender, but quite frankly, he's not good enough to justify paying a lot of money. And like, we may not have good center backs, but we at least have a lot of them. So I don't really see the need to keep an older Clearly not great, David Luiz, um, on what I assume is reasonably high wages. Um, though obviously we, we don't know that, but I'm just kind of assuming because of who he is as a player and who his agent is, and just by the fact that he's an older player, so you expect higher wages. I, I don't really see the point in keeping him, and I certainly don't see it when, I mean, I, I certainly don't see the timing. This thing is hilarious. It's objectively funny. Um so then it looks absolutely terrible. So I don't, I don't know what they were doing there. I guess, I guess to be fair, process-wise, if you plan on offering him a new contract regardless, you really shouldn't let that one, you know, objectively terrible performance change that. You should be like, okay, now we're not going to do it based on this one game. Um, but I'm not sure I would have done it regardless. So, you know. And maybe just don't announce it now. You can have agreed yeah. it now. Maybe just... Yeah, at least you can have Ornstein leak it. That's one thing. But to actually announce it's another. <laughs> yeah, maybe let, maybe let that breathe for another week. I don't have protocol that works with the end of the month coming. That might have something to do. Yeah, and, and you know, if the player mentions it because it's already been done, you know, that you might want yeah, to try to keep that window it short. Weird, so. Yeah, sure, I guess. But yes, obviously the optics a little bit weird on that one. You also make a whole bunch of other deals at the same time as you mentioned as Ornstein reported and then they themselves confirmed basically all together one big batch this includes the picking up of the uh, option to buy for Pablo Mari uh, signing Cedric Suarez who it seemed like was about to uh, do a um, oh I forgot his name who was the Swedish midfielder that joined you and then got hurt playing volleyball he he scored a penalty in the FA Cup semifinals so he still did more than Cedric on his (laughs) own spell Fair enough, but yeah, it looked like Cedric was going to play zero minutes and then go back home. He gets a four-year deal despite currently being injured, although he may have actually... I think I saw somebody say he might have been in line to play today, but what do you make of those deals as well? It certainly seems to be some interesting moves happening at Arsenal. 
funny thing is, as weird as the Louise deal is, it might end up being the least harmful. I can't confirm that one way or the other because we just don't know. In fact, it's a one-year deal. At least it's a one-year deal. Giving Suarez a four-year deal when he is turn- he turns 29 in the end of August and he has not played a minute for us. And he is, I mean, unless we plan to sell Bellerin, um, probably a backup, just seems kind of insane. In fact, not kind of insane. Just seems insane. Take take the kind of off. Yeah, I don't. I I was I was kind of expecting like a three year deal, which was which I would have assumed would have been like a two years and an option. But I don't know four. I just I never saw four coming. It's really wild um, that we would give four years to a guy he's who's twenty seven or twenty eight. He's twenty eight and he's turning twenty nine at the end of August. It's hmm. just yeah. I I really don't get the fourth the fourth year as much as anything. Like I just I assume it's a three plus one, but. I, I still don't get that. It's really wild to give him four years. Um, we'll see. I mean, he, I don't even think he's a bad player. It's just wild to give a guy four years who is, I, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, Mari, I don't know much about him. He's barely played for us. Um, he does, I don't know. He doesn't look amazing. But again, I have not seen enough of him to really have a strong opinion one way or the other. So hopefully it works out. But he's also not a great age profile. I think he's already 27. Um, which is not, you know, not ideal for someone we're giving for a 26. He also turns 27 on the last day of August. So they actually have the same birthday. That's weird. Um, uh, contract party for the both of them. But yeah, so he's going to turn 27 at the end of August. Again, it's just, it's just not the right age profile, if anything. And we have a bunch of center backs. Like we have, like, again, none of them are good, but we have Mustafi, Socrates, Holding, Chambers, Louise, Mari, and we even have, um, Salabah. Yes, um, Salabah as well. Salabah. We forgot about him. And then we have the, I don't know if he'll ever play for us again, but the Greek guy, um, who, um, Dinos, who is technically an Arsenal player as well, even if he's on loan right now. That's a lot of center backs. I, I get you might want to like sell a bunch of them, but there won't necessarily be buyers. And that's a pretty significant risk you're taking, considering the state of the world economy and the football economy, um, that like there's a decent chance we won't be able to sell Mustafi and one of chambers are holding so even if you sell all three of those then we still have four slash five center backs which all competing for minutes which is already enough i don't know why i don't, I don't know <laughs> maybe arteta really likes mari that's really the only explanation i can see for um taking that up or maybe they just really believe in him which i guess fair enough it just seems like there's, we already have too many center backs, and now we're signing another who doesn't seem particularly special or like he has a lot of room to grow. So I don't know. Mm. The process doesn't seem great to me. Maybe I'll be wrong. I'd love to be, but... Yeah. Well, maybe one of the thoughts surrounding it was um, that you do tend to have a lot of injuries, and that certainly has been the case since the restart with multiple soft tissue injuries and some less soft tissue injuries uh, are you surprised even given the kind of injury track record that so many players have gone down so early uh yeah you have to be i mean it's just been like the jaka one was bad luck the mari one was soft tissue so that may have been just i mean i guess you can't be surprised a lot of players are going down in general um because yeah. i think a lot of players will get hurt during this period because you're we're playing games every three days um and didn't have all that much time to rev up for this so players in general getting hurt this much is not all that surprising though I, I don't know losing three in two games four now in three games of Kieran Tierney going down today um was 
I can't say I saw that one coming. That's that's a bit ridiculous, even for us. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, and I do think it's really interesting just because, um, as you say, it's it's going to happen more. And I think you're like the very early case in point because it doesn't really seem like there have been that many across the league thus far. It seems mostly concentrated in the red half of North London. But as you say, I do think we'll start to see it a lot more um, as this kind of shortened season goes on. Although very surprising that, you know, some teams have like six or seven days off here um, from these midweek ones all the way to next midweek um, with the FA Cup fixtures happening this weekend. Um, Getting back to some of those contract extensions, there's obviously a, a common thread for some of them in terms of their agent. So I was just wondering your your thoughts on that combination, because obviously it happens at some clubs, um, like at Wolves at the moment with their huge Portuguese influx. Obviously, a lot of clubs in Spain have very close ties to particular agents and will mostly sign people from those agents. Uh, but yeah, just curious about your thoughts on on those connections. I am a fan of Kia Interruption Club to Football, not Arsenal FC. Um, <laughs> but... Uh... I don't know. I don't inherently have anything against um, dealing with super agents. Quite frankly, if you want the top players, you're going to have to deal with them eventually. Um, that said, the way it's going right now is less than ideal because um, we're not even getting the good players. Like we're doing, I, I guess we're doing the favors now, but like uh, we, we better get something in return because man, I, I'm pretty convinced that the Cedric thing, I'm the loan deal initially was weird enough. Southampton were surprised that we could that they could get, anyone to pay them money for him because he was injured um, he was injured and he was in the last six months of his deal it didn't make sense um so yeah i i'm pretty convinced that's an agent favor um i obviously could be wrong i do not have proof of that it's all circumstantial evidence but that is my thought um he's also the agent david louise who as we discussed got a reasonably surprising uh, extension um especially considering the circumstances surrounding his recent performances um so i don't know i'm not inherently against working with super agents i think it's just kind of something you have to do um but man it's not looking great for us. it's not working great for us right now hopefully it works better in the future but man it's it's a bit tough <laughs> yeah it's certainly interesting do you think that um the board and and kia himself have similar objectives as mikel arteta do you, do you think that these players are ones that mikel wants obviously a lot of clubs will report at different times a, a kind of a split between uh, what the manager wants and what the board wants. Uh, and as you may know from American sports, the the quote about uh, 
if you're doing the cooking, you'd at least, at least like to be able to purchase the groceries. Yeah, I there's no way to know for sure. Um, Arteta has he has praised Cedric's leadership. I don't know when that leadership would have happened. I guess in the weight room, but um, <laughs> in the medical suite. I, in the medical suite, Cedric owns the medical suite. He's a big, he's big in there. Um, so you know, there's that. That's a positive for Ben going pulling in the right, same direction. Um, again, I just, I have no idea if he likes Mari because we haven't got enough. We haven't been able to see him because he's just has he just got hurt. Um, what he started starting in City and then he gets hurt. I think he played. I think he played one of the last games before uh, everything shut down. Um, but uh, yeah, we we just haven't seen him enough to know if Arteta likes him. So again, that's just kind of a, I have no idea. Um, Louise, don't know. But anyway, we really don't know with any of these moves specifically. Um, I hope. Yeah, I hope they're pulling in the same direction. Um, but I, it's, there's just we don't have enough information to know one way or the other. Yeah, well, I guess time will tell in that regard based on how long the players, Arteta, or members of the board are there. But yeah, some of these just feel feel a little bit weird to me. <laughs> yeah, that Cedric thing is interesting because when I talked to you about uh, the contract extension, I was thinking about asking you if his play warranted it. And then again, remembered that he literally had he literally hadn't ever. Um, so uh, you do manage to turn things around today, though, at least on the scoreline. 2-0 win against Southampton. They get a red card. The goal's a bit creative from you today. What did you make of your match today? Uh, honestly, I thought it was a pretty poor performance. Um, I will take the win. I can't I can't scoff at a win, especially considering how bad we've been. But um, we were stuck on five shots till about the 85th minute. I think we had one in the second half prior to the sequence that led to Joe Willock's goal where um, I'm not sure if we get, I think we should get credit for three shots there. Um, Lacazette hit a free kick into the wall and then he hit another shot, which McCarthy spilled and then Willock finished. Uh, we end up getting out shot 12 to 10. Um, and five of those, five of those shots were just kind of spammed in the last uh, game. Uh, I, I, we went, we won. I will take it, but really, uh, I did not think it was particularly a performance. And the first goal, I was even less repeatable than um, the second, where there Alex McCarthy just, just kind of passed Eddie and Kedia, and Kedia walked it in. So you know, we take those. Thank you. If every goalkeeper could do that for us, I'd really appreciate it. We really help our performances um, and our results. But I think that's somewhat unlikely. I don't know. Doesn't don't really seem like goalkeepers are going to start doing that, but maybe. Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. We we take the win. It's our first away win in, uh, I think, since our Teta first got here. I think we beat, I think it was Bournemouth in his first game. I believe we won that game. We may have won that game. He had an early away win, and then we haven't won one since. So first away win in a long time, so we take those. Um, but I did not think the performance was particularly good. Mm. Well, regardless, those three points do uh, lift you back above Crystal Palace level on matches played, 43 points in ninth. Given the the remaining schedule that you have this season, still some difficult ones. Wolves, Tottenham, Leicester uh, seem to stand out. Um, is Liverpool still on the docket for you? Yes. Oh, yay. Yep. So that's those are all obviously difficult fixtures. Um, what are your expectations for the remainder of this season? And if you want to preview a little bit of next season, do you think things will turn around? I can't see it. I can't say I have high hopes for this season. Um, if we somehow turn around and go, I think we'd have to win pretty much every game remaining. Um, 
and get fifth, that'd be great. I would love to look stupid, but I don't think I will, at least not for that specific, uh, specific thing. As far as beyond that, a lot can change based on what we spend or what we have to spend, which I, I don't think is much, but really no one knows at this point. Um, yeah, if we can, if we can revamp roster even a little, then maybe we'll be in a slightly better position or if a, a, whatever we will get of a preseason that Arteta can have with the squad, if he can, you know, improve there, um, that'd be great. But I can't say I have extremely high hopes. Um, a big issue is I really don't trust him for management. Um, the most encouraging thing Arsenal could do right now is get rid of Ralston Leahy. Um, I just do not believe in him. Uh, I think his way of player recruitment is just very bad. Um, to put it simply, I, I do not believe in it at all. Um, it's all working with agents. There seems to be not a whole lot of scouting going on or really analysis. It does just seem to be like the quote about his Rolodex um, and just, you know, looking through it, talking to agents and, and seeing who they recommend, which I think is a terrible way to do business if that's the only way you're doing business. Um, so, yeah, I, re I really can't say I'm particularly positive going forward. I hope I'm wrong. Um, and I, I do think Arteta might be good. I don't think we've been particularly good under him, but he has obviously had pretty much the worst circumstances you can possibly have um, going into a new job, considering he took over during the winter break. Then we had a few matches and then the world stopped for a pandemic for three months. And now he's coming back with no fans. It's pretty much the worst circumstances you can have as manager, but we haven't been particularly good. Um, I have seen some encouraging signs and I hope those continue and I hope he can develop a stronger attack going into next season. But if he doesn't, then the team is going to struggle. If we cannot, if we cannot attack better than we are right now, we're going to be bad. That's, that's the short of it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there players that you might need to push on. Uh, just curious, if you don't think there will be that many funds, you still have three strikers up front with um, Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Martinelli, who looks very good very early on. Do you think you would sell one of them just in order to kind of boost the transfer funds? We also have Nketiah, so that's four. Um, I think we should absolutely sell Aubameyang. Um, as much, I love him. He's a phenomenal player, by far our best player right now, but he's He's on the wrong side of 30. His numbers are declining a bit this season. Um, I think his or I think his regular goal scoring numbers are still pretty good, but his underlying numbers have been dropping for a couple seasons now. Um, and if, and really just more, he has one year left on his contract. Any contract we give him that will convince him to stay is going to look awful in a year or two. Um, and if we let him run it down, then we get absolutely nothing for him, which is also bad. Like we've been trying to push push and win now. For since 2016, we came second, and every uh, with 2017, we got worse. We finished fifth. 2018, we got worse. We finished sixth. 2018 or 2019, we technically finished fifth, but if you look at the underlying numbers, we were significantly worse. We mm -hmm. had the underlying numbers of the tenth place team in the league, and now this season, we're absolutely atrocious. We are actually near tenth, and we might who knows where we finish, but it's not going to be higher than fifth or sixth. It's not. It's likely not going to be. Is going to be the lowest of any of those periods. We're going to continue to decline. And the, the way we are doing business right now is not working. We cannot continue to try and push to sneak into the Champions League again. We need to sell off some of the players, even if they are more, I mean, bombing is not peak age, but sell off a bombing, maybe sell off some peak age players and just kind of start from the ground up. Because right now we have continued to try and push 
with buying PKH players and it has made us worse every single season. We need to reevaluate the process and really start over. I don't know if we're going to do that. I really hope we do. Or at least just some kind of humility to recognize that we are in a really bad place and realize that we are making mistakes and adjust. I really hope we realize that. I don't really trust us to do that, but I hope we do. So there's that. Mm. I have hope. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> well, I think that's just loving a football club, even if uh, they don't reciprocate is. it in a positive way at times. Uh, all right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about Arsenal. Obviously not the happiest of times. Maybe it'll turn around, as you say. I think Arteta will will uh, turn things around to some extent. But as you say, I do think we'll be harmed by by the lack of, air quotes, summer to... Uh, to prepare for next season but everybody will have that hamstring just of course him coming in later in the season is gonna cause you guys a little bit more difficulty one would think but for your sake i hope it all turns out for every other sake i hope it does not but we will leave it there if you want i don't to tell like folks, it but it's fair <laughs> there you go if you want to tell folks where they can find you now's a good time uh yep i'm still dan thanks for having me on and you can still get me at the underscore jersey underscore fitness All right, well, thanks again, Dan. It was a pleasure as always. And folks at home, we hope you keep listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.